Welcome to Coaching Cocktails and Conversations with Lolita E. Walker, the podcast that coaches you up while meeting you exactly where you are. Grab your water, tea, or something stronger and allow this podcast to help you feel the power in your cause. Come on in and join the conversation. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Hey, and welcome to Coaching Cocktails and Conversations with Lolita E. Walker. I am so excited today, you all. I'm so excited because we are coming live with yet another podcast on Coaching Cocktails and Conversations. Now, here's the thing. Not only can you stream it anywhere, starting probably next week, on every audio platform that there is, but today we're going live in two places, okay? YouTube, we're going live in and in my private Facebook group, Coaching Cocktails and Conversations. So whether you're listening to the replay or you are joining us right here today, you are in for a treat. I am going to tell you, guess who's joining us today, you all? (laughs) David Spizak, and I'm so excited about it. He's going to be coming on a little bit later, but in the meantime, in between time, I just want to chat with you all on the topic for today, okay? Our topic for today is so juicy, and you know I'm always leaving you with some powerful takeaways, but today we're going to talk about the uncommon. Today, I'm going to be talking to David Spizak, who is an entrepreneur, he's an investor, he's an automotive consultant, he's a podcast host of The David Spizak Show, but really, we're talking about how your uncommon can power you, how your uncommon can power you, and the way I'm going to do that with you today of how the uncommon can power you is by talking about common, talking about how you're going to show all the way up. And David just has this amazing ability to really do just that. So we're going to talk to him in a little while, but I just want to kick it off and let you guys know, welcome to Coaching Cocktails and Conversations. Coaching is all about leaving you with a couple nuggets to challenge your thinking. You can leave them at the bus stop, whatever doesn't fuel you. But today it's all about leaving you with nuggets to challenge your thinking. Cocktails is not so much about what you're sipping on. It is really all about celebrating the greatness that you are every time you choose to show up right here. And you all know who are listening in because it's not your first time here. And if it is, I want to say hey to you. Everybody's going to scoot on over so you can come up to the table. And then we have juicy conversations. Now, those conversations can be messages that you send me. Those conversations can be right here because we are live on YouTube and in my Facebook group. Those conversations can absolutely happen anywhere. But the key is that you're having conversations so you can power yourself with the uncommon you. The acronym that I'm leaving you guys today with is common. Now, before we get into that, right, I want to talk to you about the coaching piece of this. I love to gift a little bit of soul work. And the soul work today is going to come in the power of this juicy acronym. Now, I'm giving them all to you. I don't want to overload you, but I want to talk about all of them. The C for common is about challenging your thinking. I want to challenge your thinking on where you are, just like kind of how I started about coaching cocktails and conversations, because if we don't have people around who are going to challenge us, from the beginning to the end, then what are we doing? We are on this, we're on this planet Earth for a very limited time. And why have people around us that don't challenge us? If everybody's saying the same thing that we're saying every single day, then it doesn't help us to lean in. It doesn't help us to go bigger, better, bolder. I'm always talking about sitting in the power of our pause. Challenge your thinking so that you can sit in the power of your pause. 
I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Opening up your mind. Open up your mind to your endless possibilities. I didn't know three months ago that I would be running for a public office. I don't even think David knows that yet. I can't wait to tell him. For the school board, I didn't know that I would be running for that public office. As a matter of fact, I said, absolutely not. Politics who? My name is so far off the beaten path from politics. But today, what I did inside of a live with an audience live, and I did it inside the Facebook group earlier too, is that we have these seeds that are always planted around us. People drop these seeds all the time. Our experiences help drop these seeds of where we are. But sometimes we got to open up our eyes differently because somebody has chosen to pour back into us. I talked about an acronym GROW earlier today. And so if you missed that, you got to go back and listen to the replay. But I want to tell you that when you open up your mind differently, you start to see your surroundings differently. And we can choose if we're going to sit up in it. We can choose if if we want to let our uncommon power us because we don't need to be like everybody else. I'm uniquely made. I am Lolita Emmanuel Walker. And when you look in the mirror at yourself, what are you saying about yourself to yourself? Those words matter. Your actions matter. Oh, this is going to be so good today. Make the most of your time. Time management 101. <laughs> Y'all, let me tell you a, a, a really vulnerable moment right here. Uh, somebody the other day, I go to my son's school sometimes to drop him off if he misses the bus and I get there and they need help with traffic. I'm the vice president of the PTA and I'm on there and this guy there, he said, Lolita, you are everywhere. You are everywhere. You, you, got, you got your hands in everything. And I said, you know what? I had to listen to that. We kind of laughed it off, but I sat in the car and I'm like, you know what? I do feel like I'm everywhere. I do. And what does that mean? That when you see it, what are you going to do with it? I'm challenging my thinking right there. Now I'm opening up my mind because I cannot sustain myself in moving at this pace. So what I need to do is pause. I need to feel the power in it. And I need to say, Lolita, make the most of your time because you are responsible for a lot. You're a single mom. You have a son that's in grade school. You're the vice president of PTSA. You done written two books. You're promoting this. You also just got into a new compilation for a book telling your story, which is so super powerful. Your last book, you're already talking about doing some things with schools and you're working with somebody uh, to get teachers editions and students editions. And now you dare to run for office. Yeah. And you have a podcast. So how are you going to do it? We have to maximize the most of our time. All right. Let me see some of these comments over here. Hello. Good evening, coach. Good evening. Good evening. I can't tell who you are, but I want to say hello. Go ahead and drop your name there. Yes, Gracie Ann said, um, Gracie Ann said, I love the art in the background. I appreciate you. Yes, yes. So, you know, when we go back and we think about this common, we are also going to move with connection and collaboration. You got to move with connection and collaboration. Absolutely. And then we want to optimize our income. And the best person to be able to do that is David Spizak. And so he'll be coming in and joining us in a second. But if you are just now getting here, I want to just say, hey, and welcome to Coaching Cocktails and Conversations. We are live in the Facebook group, Coaching Cocktails and Conversations. And we're also live on YouTube. I introduced David a little bit earlier at the start, but I told you all that he is bringing nothing short of power. And here's the crazy thing, you all. <laughs> here's the crazy thing is that this is the third time David and I are doing this podcast interview. 
Now, I was a little nervous because I said at some point he's going to say no. So I said, this time we're going live. I've expanded. I've gotten bigger, better, bolder. There is no such thing as the, is, is the audio not working because we're going live. And it's going to be right here. And wait until you meet him. He is just simply amazing. And with that said, I want to go ahead and bring David up in a second. Let me just do this and bring David up. Hey, David. Hey, hey, how are you? <laughs> how are you doing, my friends? Thank you so much. Wonderful you know, to see you. Oh, it's so good to see you too, David. I miss you. I miss you as well. I don't. I don't see you so much on Clubhouse anymore, and um, and I'm not on there that much myself. You know, I really limit myself to. I've got an hour Thursday morning still, an hour on Saturdays, and every once in a while, I'll just kind of drop in. I'll parachute into a conversation, but it's pretty rare. Just too many things going on right now. Yeah, and you know, this is so interesting. So I have a segment. Thursday mornings at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I love it. I bring in some powerful players just to just to spark that inspiration and motivation. And then I have some segments myself. So I think you have Thursday. You, didn't you say Thursday, Sue? Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern. Yeah, 9. My son starts school at 9. All right. We're getting off track, but that's why I'm not really there. But I'm committed because I think that you drive so much amazing value. And then you also have these, we'll get into that too, these free coaching sessions that's open for the whole wide world because you say, as you always say, I want to empty my head before I am dead. So powerful. That's right. All <laughs> I have is today. You know, the only guarantee is today. I, I've kind of got to punch in on the time clock today, but, you know, none of us uh, are promised tomorrow. So that drives me every day to want to get as much as I can out of literally every moment, every minute, every opportunity, every interaction. And so, you know, as long as I'm on this earth and I'm able to uh, find another, you know, have another two weeks go by and have another Friday come up every other week, I'm going to do this free coaching call because I, in the beginning, what drove that is I just had, as you know, you and I connected one-on-one. -on -one. I just, it became untenable. I can't connect one-on-one. -on -one. I don't have the time. And so I, I was uh, getting an overwhelming amount of people interested in wanting to have conversations. It still happens to this day. Mm -hmm. I had a bunch of them this morning. But if I can invite people in to hang out into this wonderful community, then there's multiple benefits of doing so. Number one, I don't have to say no to anybody, which is mm -hmm. awesome. Number two, I can eliminate, completely eliminate the financial barriers for anybody to get better, to get to the best version of them or the best mm -hmm. version of their life. The third thing is, um, you know, you can't teach anything to anybody without learning something yourself. And it's just wonderful that I have the opportunity to learn from so many wonderful people. And fourth, we've created a community, um, David Spizak community on Facebook. And there's already about 700 of us that we mix and mingle on a regular basis and people could share their thoughts, talk about their business, ask for help, ask questions. So we go so far beyond the free coaching. We provide free resources and my team, uh, whether it's Sam, Austin, uh, Armand, Chris, Franklin, uh, Mackenzie, there's so many people that are incredibly talented and are able to bring so much to the table. We don't even charge for those resources. So when you take all this together, my friend, you know, we're giving people 
the power, we're giving people the opportunity, and maybe most importantly, we're giving them a roadmap, literally, that they could follow a GPS so that they can one day put their hand out and introduce themselves to the best version of themselves. And that's a pretty cool thing. It's a pretty flipping cool thing. You know, I hate that my schedule has altered so much that it's very tough for me to get to the Fridays because one, I found value everywhere you are, which is why I asked you to be on coaching cocktails and conversations. But as I interview you today, or actually we just have this juicy conversation is I, I really want to give way to some folks who might not have met you already and, and, and allow them to tap into the free resources that are available from especially from someone like you. So David, what I'd love to be able to do and some of these questions you've heard before, but we are at a new day, so they'll come out a little bit differently is this. What is one strength you know without a shadow of a doubt that you have that you can introduce yourself with to the folks who don't know you yet? One strength that I have. Well, I would say that one of my superpowers is I literally have a child's uh, a childlike curiosity. Mm-hmm. I have an insatiable Uh, curiosity that just drives me. And the reason why I would consider that a superpower, not just a strength, it's just like, you know, there's foods that are good for you. And then there's superfoods, right? Like kale, for example, or spinach or collard greens. Well, this is not a food. This is not just a strength, everybody. This is a super strength, a superpower. Uh, And the reason I say that is when something's a strength that usually lends, uh, avails you to be able to leverage it in a way uh, that you can uh, level up, you know, some part of your life, some part of your career, some part of your relationships. But when you have uh, a superpower, that's something that can universally positively impact every area of your life. Mm-hmm. And curiosity is one of those things. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why. Number one, Uh, curiosity keeps you humble, right? By its very nature, if you're curious right now about anything, what does that tell you? It says that, hey, I don't know everything, right? It says, I'm very interested and I want to learn more. Well, you can't be somebody who has an insatiable desire to learn and somebody who's arrogant at the same time. And there's three things, by the way, Lolita, that I have no room for in my life. I love everybody. I love all. I serve all. But let's face it, we don't have enough time in any of our lives to be able to spend with the people that we consider so dear, so precious, so important. So we cannot and we should not avail ourselves to anybody who's going to be negative or going to be toxic, right? So let me get back to the curiosity, though. Number one, I was just going to say three things I have no room for. One is arrogance, one is manipulation, and one is politics. And all three of those really, when they're in play, they reveal the worst side of humanity. I don't have an interest in spending any of my remaining moments uh, dealing with the worst side of humanity. If that happens, what I would recommend to anybody, just to remember this, be kind. Everybody's fighting a battle. And usually what comes outside of a person lives inside of them. So if you think that you're dealing with something because you're in front of somebody who's negative or toxic or angry or arrogant, imagine living inside because that person's living with it every moment. And what that'll do is that just takes you from a one place, which may be negative itself, to being one where you've got more humanity in you. 
more caring or you feel bad for that human. So number one, curiosity uh, will keep you far away from ever getting to the point of arrogance. Number two, knowledge is power. You've heard that statement. Really, when somebody takes action with knowledge, it's power. Uh, but knowledge is power. So if you think about this, the average human is reading between one and four books per year. One to four books per year. When you look at high achievers or CEOs, they're reading uh, 60 books a year. I want you just to think about that for a second. That's more than one real deal book. I'm not talking comic yeah. books or pamphlets. I'm talking a book, 200, 300 pages every single week. If you did one a week, it's 52. You're still not there. You're still not Imagine there. if you read one book a week on anything that you didn't know something about. Um, how how much further along would you be in terms of your life, your perspective, your learning, your knowledge, your accomplishments, mm-hmm. your awareness? So, you know, curiosity is a pretty cool thing. And last but not least, like I said, who has more curiosity than a kid, right? Who asked the word why more than a kid? Why? Mom, why? <laughs> you, give her, you give her or him the answer and they go, why? Give him yeah. the answer. Why? Why, why, why? Mm-hmm. Isn't it interesting when we grow up, how many times have any of you that are watching this or listening to it, how many times have somebody said to you, oh, you want to get further in life? You need to understand the why. Yes. Right? Well, yes. harken back to when you were a kid, what question did you ask more than anything? Why? Why? Mm-hmm. Right? So curiosity gives you the kind of the vantage point, um, the mindset, the wonder, the appreciation of being a kid. And that's why I think it's a superpower. It affects every part of your life. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I think, um, you know, we have some Facebook users. Listen, if you're on Facebook and you're watching, go ahead and throw your name in so David can say hello. We just see Facebook users. So, yes, you are amazing, David. You are truly paying it forward. Thank you. Whoever said that, I didn't see who it was, but thank you. You're very kind. Yes. You know, David, one of the things you said that I really, really liked was the superpower. And I believe that we should all know what our superpower is. For me, my superpower is really being able to pull out the greatness that is inside of folks. I have this superpower, this natural ability to be able to do that and then to reframe it back to them. So they're walking, they're talking, they're behaving differently. It's something that I knew was there, but I didn't recognize that that was that gift until I started asking questions. Until I started to be curious and say, hey, what are the strengths that I come to the table with? What is it that you... That what is it that people are coming to me for? And that drives me into what we're talking about today is about how can your uncommon power you? Now, we've talked about this so many times, but I, I would love to introduce this concept to the folks that are here. And I want to go one by one because I talked to them about the notion of common, the acronym common, C-O-M-M-O-N, on how we can shift differently. And so let's take one at a time. And this first one, the C for common is challenge your thinking beyond your circumstance. Challenge your thinking beyond where you're standing right now because you are not your circumstance. So David, why don't you talk to the folks about that? Well, this is a difficult one for many people. Whether you realize it or not, you are not much different than the apps that you use in your phone in one important regard. 
these work in a specific way. They react and respond in a specific way based on what? Programming. Mm -hmm. Every single one of us as human beings, we respond and react based on what? Our programming, right? Mm -hmm. Now, where did our programming come from? Now, in an app, it comes from somebody who conceptualized something, who thought about the end result. Think about this. They thought about the end result. And then they said, how do I get to the end result? How do I solve for X? How do I solve for a problem? In other words, people don't want to line up at a bank anymore. They don't want to stand in line and like Disneyland, go back and forth, spend 30, 40 minutes just to deposit their check. Why don't we create something that allows them to do it right here? So you start with the problem. How do I solve the problem? And then they figure out what, okay, how to do that. And they do that through programming, through coding. And when they code that app correctly, it works and it works every single time as designed. We are actually working, all of us, as designed. And so what the problem is, is that different, where we're different than than this app is sometimes we say, well, I know where I want to end up. That's clear to me. I'm looking at where I am and where I believe I should be. And those two pictures don't match. That's called incongruency. In psychology, what happens is it creates what's called cognitive dissonance. This almost this anxiety, this uneasiness, this angst that you feel inside of you because you're not living a congruent life. What you feel, what you experience, and what you see are two different things. Mm -hmm. But what you have to consider is you have to change your programming. You see, here's the reality. Another term they use in psychology, and I'm not a psychologist. I didn't even go to college, everybody. I'm not supposed to be where I am financially or professionally or successfully or relationship-wise. I'm a child of of, of just a hot mess of a childhood, (laughs) right? A terrible childhood. Uh, I witnessed things that would make nobody want to be in a relationship. Nobody. And yet I'm in an amazing relationship with amazing children, four amazing kids. But I had to change my programming, right? Here's the reality. One of the things I did is I realized just because I wasn't able to go to college doesn't mean I could not be educated. Absolutely. The world is full of educated derelicts. That statement is decades old, and it's 100% right. There are people that didn't finish high school that are billionaires. There are people that have advanced degrees that have gone nowhere. So if you haven't gone to school and you don't have a piece of paper saying how smart you are, it's okay. That shouldn't define you. You define you. That shouldn't program you. You program you. So one of the challenges is this. Here's a reality. Psychology. I studied psychology by listening to cassette tapes way back in the way in my car when I'm driving 50,000 miles a year for a job. I wasn't listening to the radio. I was programming my brain so that I can have intelligence that I should have received in college but didn't have the opportunity. And I learned something. There's something called self-efficacy, Lolita. Self-efficacy just means our belief in ourselves to bring something about. You brought up something that said challenge. Think about this. We don't pursue something that we don't believe we have at least a shot at getting to. The funny thing is so many people dream about a life That literally feels unimaginable. Unimaginable associates with unattainable. 
So many people set goals that are unachievable. Sometimes they're small, sometimes they're audacious, but here's the important thing. Here's the key. You must set realistic goals. That doesn't mean safe. That doesn't mean tiny. That means you could that you could set a big, hairy, audacious goal. But what makes it realistic is that you don't focus on the goal, ironically enough. You focus on the habits that will bring about that goal. Because here's the thing. If you wanted to lose anybody out there 100 pounds, if you wanted to double your income, if you wanted to be in a relationship where you haven't been in one for the last two years, any of those are possible, provided that you eliminate things that have been limiting uh, limiting yourself, eliminate one or two things that you've been repeating every day that's been promoting a negative outcome and add one or two or three positive habits that will drive you to the outcome. Don't make it more complicated than that. So when you think about challenge your thinking beyond your circumstance, where you come from, where you started, where you went to school, where you were raised, whether you had rent insecurities, family insecurities, food insecurities, it doesn't matter. You start right now, right here, reprogramming your mind just like this. You think about the outcome you want. You start thinking about the unimaginable because it's inspiring. And then you simply focus on the habits that's going to make that come about. That's what I mean. So good. And I love that so much, David, because I oftentimes talk about talking to your future self. And when you can see it, you recognize that I'm more than my circumstance. When you can see it, when you can feel it, you can walk in it, you can make these habits work, which lead us to our O, which is open your mind to your endless possibilities. Who are you surrounding yourself with? And I oftentimes hear talk about the power of Clubhouse, which is this audio app where you and I met. And the power of Clubhouse and the power of listening to someone, hearing their authenticity, seeing them consistently show up, and then recognizing that they have a piece of the uncommon within them that then makes them super special. And then when you build that and mesh that in with not only that uncommonality that makes them super special, but now they know know that superpower of who it is that they are, they, they become dynamite. And people are attracted to them. And then business starts coming their way. And then they open up their minds to endless possibilities. Now, David, here's the thing. You weren't on here yet when I, um, you might not have heard me when I said this. I wouldn't have known even three months ago that I would say yes to running for a political office. I haven't even told you this yet. So I am running for the Board of Education, which is an elected um, seat. It's nonpartisan. It's an elected seat, but for the school board in my district. And I thought that was so super important. Well, why I said yes to that. Actually, first I said no. (laughs) But I I thought about it and I opened my eyes to the endless possibilities that are right here and the seeds that are right here, listening to people's strengths, challenging my thinking beyond where I'm standing right now. And what I said is that if I could be the vice president inside of a PTSA for years, then why am I not leveling up to help make policy for the school district that I graduated from, by the way, and my son is now in? And that is opening up your endless possibilities. And then I want to even tie that in to making the most of our time. So, David, if you could talk like meshing both of those, what do you hear? Because you, too, are super busy with so many hats, running so many businesses, with so many people on your team. How do you open your eyes differently and then also still make the most of your time? Well, you know, first of all, when you put up the open up your mind to endless possibilities, Um, That one's 
pretty closely tied to the first one, right? Yeah. In terms of challenging yourself, you can't do one without the other. So start right there. The second thing is, in order to open your mind, you have to train yourself to go from the negative to the positive. So number one, it takes no effort whatsoever to have a negative thought crawl into your mind, creep into your mind. It takes no effort. Try it. You will have negative thoughts today, uh, whether you think you want to or not. They're just going to pop in there. Things like self-doubt, things mm-hmm. like questioning, things like comparison game right, are going to come up. You pull up Instagram, you're going to compare yourself to somebody on there. You shouldn't, but you do. And it takes conscious thought to hold a positive thought. I'm not saying you could think of something positive or happy. That's great. But can you hold on to that for 24 hours? Now, think about this. I'm not talking about 365 days in a row, I'm not talking about 75 hard, where you think of something positive 24 hours a day for 75 days in a row, okay? I'm talking just one day. That's how tough it is. And what this means is there's something called the rule of the river. When you go whitewater rafting, they tell you if you get thrown out of the raft, the rule of the river says you must participate in your own rescue. We can't just, the river's kind of taking us where it takes us. You're going to have to swim to us. And then we'll pull you in. So here's the thing. If you want a better life, if you want better results, if you want a better outcome, if you want to increase your income, okay, you have to open your mind to something other than what's currently in your mind. Try that on for size. Mm -hmm. And you know what I teach people a lot of times is counterintuitive thinking. Take inventory of where you are. And if you're not where you want to be, If you're in that situation where your picture, your current reality, and what you believe you should be, where you should be, are not the same, you need to take whatever blueprint or plan that you've been using and throw it in the trash. Because maybe it got you to here, and that's cool. You should say, thank you. Appreciate the lift. I'll take it from here. But you've got to find a different plan to take you to the next step. So plan number one, you've got to change your programming. Number two, you've got to use counterintuitive thinking. If you find yourself hearing something that's an opportunity and you cross your arms, maybe you start, you need to start leaning in. Yes. Maybe those are the things when you have doubt come into your mind, when somebody says something or you have your hands up, so to speak, those are the times you should take note and say, okay, I got to exercise my curiosity. I need to learn, you know, what, what needs to happen. If you see an Instagram picture and you're like, oh man, I can't stand that guy marching around in his Rolls Royce or, you know, flashing around with her Ferrari or that she's in her uh, new bathing suit in Tahiti, you know, and if you find yourself doing that, no, no, no. Instead, I want to know how she got there. I want to know how he got there. I want to learn. So you've got to reprogram yourself. You've got to take, be the rule of the river, participate, because it, it's up to you. And you've got to open up to your mind to what's there, because the reality is, I hate to say it, but in almost every case, I coach over 3,000 people, as you know. And I've been doing entrepreneurship and building companies and selling companies for over 40 years. Mm-hmm. The, the reality is we are the X factor, 
but we're also our number one limiting factor in, in our ability to move forward. So you got to open your brain up. you got to maximize your time, which simply means this. Eliminate all distractions. Yes. If something's not contributing to the life you want, maybe it's streaming stuff on TV, <laughs> on your laptop or on your phone for four hours. Maybe that's not going to get you there. Maybe you can't watch a show like Succession or Billions or Yellowstone or whatever the heck people talk to me about. <laughs> How much of that stuff do I watch? Virtually zero. It's not improving my life. I'd rather give the time to my wife or to my kids. I'd rather learn something. I'd rather donate my time. I'd rather serve somebody. If it's not getting you where you want to go, guys, eliminate the distractions. This is public enemy number one for his distractions. Open it up. Prove it. Swipe to your left and see how much you're spending time on this phone. Yeah, absolutely. Eliminate the distractions. Start becoming really intentional. Think about not the goal, but the habits you need to develop, the things you need to do on a recurring daily basis, and eliminate anything that's going to push you away from that goal. It's kind of like imagine you being a plane. You're heading from California to Boston. Horrible storms are happening today. Oh, man, they've got a vector over here. they got to go up to 42,000. They've got to move this way. Oh, we're going to go around into Canada. But where do they end up? They end up at Logan International Airport. No doubt. That's where it says in their GPS and their autopilot, that's where they're going to end up, no matter where they have to change course. Mm -hmm. We have to have that as people. Absolutely. Oh, this is so good. Jackie said, this is amazing. Thank you so much. And that she needed it. Right. The thing is, you know, here's where you are. Here's where you want to be. But it's that juiciness in the middle of the choice that you're talking about right here. It's knowing it's feeling it's the habits. It's everything that you're saying. So today, what I'm hoping is that people are walking away with this acronym and knowing that, yes, you can now shift to the best version of yourself. That, that last M was about moving with connection and collaboration over competition, right? Who has time for competition? Because the more you collaborate, the more you're going to grow. David's been here talking about growth, about reading, about feeding your mind, about being intentional about it. So when you move with connection and collaboration, there's no, there's no room to compete because you are grounded so deeply in your strengths and your faith, right? I was talking to David and I met David just by listening to him and saying, wow, that's somebody that I really want to know. Why? Because the way that he showed up, how he showed up in his confidence. Let me talk to you now how he showed up, how you, David, showed up in your confidence, right? In your commitment and how clear you were. And for me, what it was is that you're already where you want to be. So you're already there. So as you continue to grow and continue to learn from others, what you said is, I want to I want to get out of my head. I want all of this out of my head before I'm dead. And that to me said that this is a man that I absolutely want to know. So I asked David, like, hey, would you mind being on my podcast? And guess what? Let's talk about podcast, Mr. David Spizak. How is your podcast going? It's all right. I mean, you know, I'm having I'm having a great time speaking with people. You know, I'm writing a book called Seeking Uncommon and um three versions of that book. The first one, Seeking Uncommon. The second one is for parents called Raising Uncommon. And the third one is a kid's book called I Am Uncommon. And I'm simply trying to remind people 
of, of who they are, of the strengths they have. But above and beyond everything else, I just want to remind everybody there, your DNA is not the only thing that's completely unique to you. You are completely unique and uncommon in this world. You are the only person in this world that has your exact set of personality traits, personal attributes, personal experiences, work experiences, work skills, you know, all of those things that you pick up in your life in combination, they're what creates you. Those create your programming, the people that raised you, the people that inspired you, the defining moments that happen in your life, good or bad. Those are the programming in here. So, you know, I, I love what you're talking about. I'm all about helping people get back in touch with that person who is five, six, seven, eight years old. They didn't care where they were born. They didn't care or even understand or have context to understand whether they were rich or poor. They they just had boundless energy. They had massive belief. They believed they could do anything. They had hope beyond hope. They, I mean, just think about who you were. You had positive energy at that time. There was nothing in your brain that you couldn't do. Nothing. And then what happened is you start getting taught to color in the lines. You start getting taught to pick a desk. You have to sit at the same desk every day. And those desks are lined up nice and neat. Or you have to go outside in the hallway. What do you do? Line up in a line. Oh, no, stay in your place. Right? So all of these things are teaching you to what? Conform, conform, conform. There's no original in school. There's only one way that people are taught in school, in a public school system. It's called the rote method. There's eight ways the human brain can learn, can assimilate knowledge. We only use one in school. So if you work with that well, great. And if not, you better figure it out and conform. So here's the thing. You can be completely competitive. I don't know of somebody more competitive than Michael Jordan. He was so competitive that even in practice, he'd get pissed off if you weren't going all out. He had one speed. So did Tiger Woods, one speed. So did Jesse Owens, one speed. So did Jackie Robinson, one speed. So does Oprah, one speed, right? So does Elon Musk, one speed. Relentless. That's their speed, Right. And doing it the best of their ability all the time. Kobe was that way. No matter whether it was basketball, whether it was tennis, he was all in that way. But here's the thing. Every one of them collaborated. Steve Jobs collaborated with Wozniak. Right. Michael Jordan collaborated with Scottie Pippen. Right. With Dennis Rodman. He didn't win any championships, everybody, until he did. So was, does that mean because you collaborate that you're not competitive? No, nothing can be farther from the truth. But the reality is when you collaborate, you could go so far beyond what you could do on your own and you could also accelerate. By the way, please take note, every young, popular, hot, up-and-coming artist and every established one. So I don't care if you're talking about people like Doja Cat or if you're talking about uh, Drake, or if you're talking about Travis Scott, or you're talking about whoever it might be. When you look at most of the songs that are on right now that you're listening to on Spotify or Sirius, every one of them, probably more than 50%, I should say, 
are this person featuring this person, this person, and this person. Absolutely. Collaboration. Gaga with Tony Bennett. What? Aerosmith with Run DMC. What? How do those work? But they did. Aerosmith got introduced to a whole new audience. Run DMC got introduced to a whole new audience. Think about it. This is powerful. And listen, I know... We only have about 15 minutes left. We've got another three letters. I don't want to end up hurting your show by only spelling calm. (laughs) (laughs) We will not. I'm going to give you the next two now, and then I want to share something with you before we speed this next round. So the O, right, is about optimizing your income through smart resources and decision making. Optimizing your income. And here's the thing. If you haven't already been introduced to David, here's your day, because this is what he talks about in part inside of his coaching. Inside of his coaching, he's really all about helping you to optimize your income through decision making and smart resources. And then it's all about next steps is accountability and action. Next steps is to do the work. And David, I don't know since we talked, I don't even know if you know, but it's come out. Can we talk? Whoa. Lolita Walker. Who's that girl? Letters and poems to reclaim a bolder you. And I you couldn't tell me that I would ever have published a book of poems. You couldn't even tell me that that was a thing. And it was when I opened up my mind differently, when I started hearing people say poetry and I'm leaning in and I'm starting to write again and I'm saying and I'm getting power. It's about these seeds that's planted. It's about everything we talked about today is that there's something that's inside of us that's waiting to be unleashed, that's waiting to be unleashed. And so not only that, hardback book, ebook, audio book, Because what I recognize is that people said, Lolita, I want to hear your voice. Well, okay, right? Soon to be an album. All of these things I never would have dreamt of. But when you own your yes and respect your no's, you're able to walk into it. And what is a failure when you're trying something new, right? So listen, you can talk to whatever piece you would like to really quickly before we hit on this uh, next piece, right? Someone said, "It's, it's Jackie. David, what do you know about that? Oh, about probably Run DMC or. <laughs> Come on, man. Listen, my daughter is uh, so kind. She always says, I will never be as cool as my dad is. And you know what? She's very kind. But here's the truth I will tell you something. Um, go back to that curiosity. Go back to that kid. You know, as my kids were growing up, I got two sets of kids, as you know. And as my older kids are growing up, you know, the number one thing I wanted to accomplish, remember when you're coding, when you're creating an app, you're thinking about what is the problem you want to solve for. I didn't want to have my kids grow up and be 18, 19, 20 and only come visit me on my birthday or during holidays. I wanted to have the same connection that I had when 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 they were young, right? As, as you're helping shepherd them through life, helping them navigate through life. But the reality is, you know, once they turn 18, you know, the, the interesting thing is you still will be a parent forever. My kids are 38 and 34, my older ones. I'm still a parent. It never stops. But you only have one thing that really is your responsibility at that point, and that's to unconditionally love them, accept them, support them. It's not your job to tell them what to do anymore. You lived your life. You're living your life right now. You don't want anybody telling you how to live it. So why do you think they want you to tell them how to live it? Mm -hmm. Well, what I figured out is this. If you want to have a great relationship with your kids after they grow up, 
that you have to move towards what they love and stop trying to pull them in and holding them tight to what you love, mm -hmm. right? Because the, really, the reality is the tighter that you hold them, the more they're going to want to squeeze and get out and go do their own thing. So what do I know about that? I know a lot. Because <laughs> when my kids were growing up, who do you think took them to every one of those shows? Yeah, who baby. do you think? Yeah, that's right. It was this guy. I took them and I took their friends. When they had all-night scavenger hunts, who do you think was on those? I was. Right when they had a, a weekend away trips, youth camp, ministry camps, those type of things, youth groups, this dude, front and center. Now, I had to work a lot, six days a week oftentimes, but I never, ever failed to find a way, somehow, some way to be there. When my son took up snowboarding and I was an avid skier, what did I do? Force him to ski? Nope. Threw my skis away, bought a snowboard. I've been snowboarding the last 20 years, wow. and some people still can't believe it right? Over 20 years now. So the thing is, is if you move towards those who you love, if you are serving other people, when you meet somebody, when you network, figure out how you could go to them, how you could serve them. And here's, a, here's something really important. When you meet people, I always say, make sure that you dominate the conversation, but don't do it the way most people do. Most people dominate the conversation by spending the entire time talking about themselves. I want you to dominate the conversation with questions. Because when you dominate them with open-ended questions, you give the other person the opportunity to put a spotlight on themselves, to talk about the things that they love, they're passionate about. And you're going to learn something so interesting that when they leave you, they're going to remember you forever. Absolutely. The person who spoke about themselves the whole time, forgettable, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So these are the little things in life that I want to impart to people, the lessons I've learned that I want to impart. When you talk about that O and that N, optimize, listen, you have one shot. You're not here to do what you're supposed to do, to do what you have to do or do what you need to do. Listen, I get it. We have bills, we have kids, we have obligations, rent, mortgage. I get it. You got to do it. But you do what you need to do to do what you want to do. I tell that to my younger kids every single day. If you walked up to Jackson or Jagger at the ripe old age of five or seven and said, hey, do what you need to do, they're going to answer so you could do what you want to do. Absolutely. And what does that mean? If you're doing something right now, if you're one of the 75% of the people in the world that don't like what you do, do what you need to do, but don't stop. Don't have that be the last chapter. Make sure that you're focused on what you want to do and find a path. So again, if you're that plane, if you're a person that wants to, you're in Texas and you want to go to New York, heading west isn't going to get you there. You got to at least turn in the right direction so you'll end up there. Even if it takes you six months, a year or five years, what does it matter? You're still going to be six months, a year, or five years older anyways. Anyway. But happy. you will arrive happy. Happy. And you don't want to get happiness. You want to live in happiness, sustain mm -hmm. happiness, sustain harmony, sustain peace, sustain success, sustain fulfillment. Right? And these are the things that so oftentimes we don't learn until it's too late. Why does it take a funeral 
to remind us, any of us, of how precious our own lives are. Why does it take a funeral to do that? Why does it take going to a somebody else's wedding to be reminded of how amazing love is? Why do we make our house the most beautiful it's ever looked on the day that we sell the house? When we get it ready to sell, why don't we live in a house that beautiful? Isn't that crazy when you think about it? It's crazy. So you've got to optimize uh, to do that. You've got to be intentional. We have to be purposeful. We have the right to design our life. The question is, what life have you designed for yourself to this point? And if it's not bringing you that happiness, that joy, reprogram. That's not hard. It's easy. You just have to reprogram. Oh, this is so good. So here is a come as you are round. Come as you are round. That means I'm going to fire some questions off and just give me what you got. You ready? All right. Yeah, give me. The first is, we talked about strengths earlier, but what's the strength that you have that you didn't always know that you had? I'm relentless. I'm relentless. My wife right now, I mean, she's, she's at times she's with me. You know, we live together. We hang out. We got kids. We, we love each other. I also like the hell out of her. I just like the shit out of my wife. I don't just love her. I just like her to death, but she knows everything about me, but she still finds it fascinating at times that I am relentless When I say I'm going to do something, I will not stop. I won't. I won't. Now, here's the thing. Talk about goals again. You know, when you set a goal and you focus on the habits, one of two things is going to happen. You're going to achieve the goal, which is freaking amazing. Or you're going to fail. And that's going to make you stronger, more resilient, smarter, better, and better equipped to get it next time. And that's damn near as amazing. Absolutely. So why would we not do that? I'm relentless. So from now to the day I die, I use my focus, my intentionality, my purpose. I'm going to recognize that I have the power. Think about this. Everybody out there, every one of you has the power to leave everybody you see speak to and touch today better than you found them. Think about that. I was in a a restaurant two nights ago with my wife here in Chicago and they were, they're understaffed. Everybody's understaffed and they're buried. And this person is clearly stressed out. And in five minutes, didn't so much as have a hello or get a menu or anything. Now, most tables are just going to read that person the riot act, right? I mean, can I get some service around here? What does it take to get, am I invisible? But you know what we said instead? What if instead you said, hey, listen, you look so slammed and stressed out. Take a breath. Do what you have to do. Whatever you have to do, we're fine. We're going to be here. Things are about to get better for you. Absolutely. Now, what is that person's mindset? And not only are you about to get the best service of your life, everybody in their section is about to get the best service in their life. Mm -hmm. And you had the power 
by exercising kindness Absolutely. instead of arrogance to do that. So I think it's really important to think about what your strengths are. What could you do? Everybody, you're all uncommon. You all have something in you that has the ability to make the life out there for somebody better. Yes. You all have the ability to serve somebody today. Yes. You all have the ability to, you know, make somebody smile. What does it cost? You walk by somebody who's homeless. Don't walk by them. Look them in the eyes and say, good afternoon. And I want you to take note of their response. They're oftentimes when they're walking by, they're looking down at you. So if they're looking down, say, excuse me. And they look up, say, I hope you're doing okay. Good afternoon. Take care of yourself. You may be the first time that's happened in weeks or months but know this, that's somebody's son, that's somebody's uncle, yeah. that's somebody's dad, daughter, aunt, sister. And they didn't used to be somebody. They are somebody. Yeah. They just became invisible. Mm-hmm. So we all have these powers. We just forget that they're there. They go dormant. And life is so busy, so fragmented, so crazy, so distracted that it's understandable that that happens. I love it. So listen, we're rounding out to the end of our time together. What's one barrier that still stands before you today? Time. 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 Time is my enemy. Time is my mortal enemy. You know, there's a company called 4,000 Weeks. 4,000 Weeks. You could Google it. I don't know their website. By the way, I have no affiliate programs. I'm not attached to anybody. I'm not connected to anybody. I don't get paid by anybody. But I bring that up because I saw it in an Instagram feed and it fascinated me. Imagine that you had a piece of paper. uh, It's a poster that they create. And on the poster, uh, there's 52 dots in a line. That represents year one. And then there's another one. And then 52 dots, 52 dots, 52 dots, 52 dots. Now imagine that there's 83 rows of 52 dots because the average person's living 83 years. Now imagine if you considered how old you are today, if you colored every dot for every year and you would see a visual representation of what you have left. For me, my friends... (laughs) <laughs> Where are you? Here. <laughs> so I'm Hamilton. If you ever see the play Hamilton, I work like I'm running out of time. I live like I'm running out of time because I don't know how much time I have. None of us does. But if you're 18 or 20 or 30 or 40, you don't think about it the way you do when you're 50 or 60 or 60 plus because you start noticing people, celebrities, athletes and other people that somebody brings up in the news that, you know, Steve Jobs, for example, passed away when he's 57, right? And, and who was the, the comedian, Bob Saget, who passed away? You know, when you start having 50, 60, 70% of the people that they're talking about are your age or younger, you start taking note. Now, does it make me defeatist? Does it make me negative? No, I love life. I'm happy. What it makes you do is consider how precious every moment, not every day, Lolita, every moment. Time is my enemy. 
And the great Warren Buffett has a rule, and I teach this to people in my class. The most positive word that you may be omitting from your life is the word no. Why? Because you need to learn to say no to things that are not actually important. You need to learn to say no to things that are pulling you away from what matters the most. You need to learn to say no to meetings or to virtual events or to streaming TV or playing, looking at Instagram or TikTok for an hour and a half. God bless you. If you love it, you love it. That's great. I use them too from time to time. But I, I, I use them for this much time. But I've learned to say no. How many times, Lolita, has somebody said, hey, do you want to? And you, uh, yeah. What is it? July? July when? 22nd? Okay. What's two, three months from now? And then July 22nd comes along and up pops on your phone and you go, oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I can't believe I said yes to that. Well, if you're like me, I don't like to fade on people. I don't like to flake. So you know what I do? I go but it's not where I want to be. So learn to say no, because even if you're 18, 16, 25, learn to respect two things in your life that most people don't, your time and your money. Why do you work 40 hours a week to make 200 or 800 or 1,000 or more? And you get to take part of that maybe 40, 50, 60% of it's what you get. And then you turn around and you go buy something that's worth less than the money you handed the very day you bought it. The very day you bought it. So if you work this week and got got $500 in net income and you go spend $200, what's the big deal? $200 to buy something that one month from now will be worth $50, you just disrespected your income. You disrespected your money and you disrespected you. Absolutely. So it's very hard to say I'm worth more at the very same time that you are on an ongoing basis disrespecting either your time or your money. So time is my biggest obstacle. Well, thank you so much for being here, Mr. David Spizak. The third time is always the charm. As usual, you did not disappoint. You have poured into me so much today, and I know my audience. So thank you so much, David. Is there anything you would like to leave for the folks here? I always leave a cheers. And so the cheers I have, the, the cheers I have really quickly for everybody that is right here is this. I want to give you a cheers for one showing up and being present. I want to give you a cheers for recognizing the uncommon that is inside of you so that now you can leap beyond where you stand because you are challenging every single thing that comes to you. Right. Go ahead, David. So am I cheer? So I want to cheers you for uh, for creating this space and for living a life that is committed to to helping and serving other people to get to their best. Um, I want to cheers everybody out there for taking the time to invest in yourself. There's so many other things you could have done, so many other places you could have been. But I want you to cheers yourself because what you're saying when you did this is that you matter. And the reality is you do. But the fact that you acknowledge that is a big deal because it's a very important first step. Lolita, people ask me all the time, David, what's the most important step? It's the first one. And you just took another really important step today. 
So I want to cheers everybody. I want to also cheers you for being uncommon. And I want to invite everybody. If you look me up on Instagram uh, and you go to my profile, you'll see a link tree. And from there, you could check out my podcast. You could check out uh, some other things. But most importantly, check out the free coaching class. You sign up, it's free. You come, it's free. You receive, it's free. You get resources for free. You get access to the community, it's free. And Lolita, don't worry about missing one because every one of the replays, the last 20 of those coaching classes are on there. Yep, they're free too. So please take the time, anybody and everybody, check me out on Instagram. And um, I'm a real person. If you follow me, and you DM me, it'll show up in my primary inbox and not in that hated general inbox that has thousands of messages that nobody can ever get to. So please follow me. I thank you for your time. I wish you the best. And I just want you to please remember that you really are uncommon and go out and act like it. I love it. Thank you so much, David. You have an amazing day and cheers to your team as well. They are so amazing. They're amazing. They're wonderful. Thanks, Lolita. We have concluded another episode of Coaching, Cocktails, and Conversations with Lolita E. Walker. Connect with me at lolitawalker.com for speaking, coaching, and my book, The Intersection of You and Change. Next time, bring a friend. Cheers. Cheers.